Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, thank you for the patience for waiting for this episode. It's been a couple of days since we recorded on Tuesday. Uh, lots of things just come up and, um, you know, we get busy, but we appreciate the patience. Um, we wanted to give a quick shout out before the episode to our new partner. That's right. We have partnered up with Stadium Scene TV. This is really exciting news. Um, they are a wonderful a platform for podcasters, media members, uh, bloggers to get their content out there. Um, it's really awesome. I would recommend checking out the website at stadiumscene.tv. Check them out on Twitter. Check them out on Instagram. Really nice guys. Very helpful with everything. They've helped us get our um, site set up on their website so that we can uh, promote and get our uh, content out there. So yeah, make sure to check out Stadium Scene TV and. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Bye. Hey, what's going on, race fans? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 48. We are recording on January 28th, 2020. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by the hardest working man in Daytona, my partner in crime, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? Dude, it's good, you know, just coming off a uh, full 24 hours of hearing race cars. So, um, it, honestly, today was a little weird because it was the first day in six days there wasn't cars on track and it felt a little that- eerie. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of strange, honestly, especially yeah. this close to speed weeks. You'd expect something to be testing around there, or at least the ghost of the Goodies Dash series running around the course. I don't know. <laughs> um, we got a lot on our plate, so we're gonna we have the uh, recap of the 24 Hours of Daytona that me and Kevin absolutely watched all of for sure. We have a couple of shout-outs to um, get to later on in the episode, and a couple of uh, surprising NASCAR changes for some reason. Literally 16 days before the Daytona 500. But uh, first things first, before we get to all that, I want to address the um, the, the elephant in the room, I guess, uh, with what's been going on in the world. Obviously, if you haven't heard, um, Kobe Bryant uh, sadly passed away. We um, lost Kobe on Sunday, right after the 24 hours of Daytona. It was like, I didn't even really get time to process it. It had to have been maybe an hour or so after the checkered flag. I, I know I was watching Witcher with my friends after trying to recover from another nasty weekend of visiting Tampa. And um, I was just looking at my phone and all of a sudden I just get this absolutely absurd 
notification. I couldn't believe it. I know that you said that you were finishing up in victory lane. Yeah, I was. I literally had just finished up. I was walking back to the the media center to just kind of finish up things, and I checked my phone and my uh, group chat uh, with all my boys from back home were talking about it. And I'm like, what? And then I went to Twitter and saw it. And I'm like, man, this like celebrity deaths don't hit me usually with this one, mm-hmm. just because he's such a big figure, not only in sports but just like culture, like. I know mm-hmm. it's been said a thousand times on Twitter, but like literally every kid in my generation, when they crumble up a piece of paper, they throw it at the trash can. They yell Kobe because that's—I yep. mean—that's just the type of impact he had. And now that he's not, I literally anymore. did that the day before. I was at a concert and I did that, and I felt yeah. so proud of myself for hitting it. And it's it was, it's like, just—I mean, I'm a hit different. I'm gonna keep saying it because oh yeah, legends don't die, but like it—it it sucks, man. Yeah, I know, and and. Um, for those who don't know, me and Kevin, we're younger race fans, 25 and 20 respectively. Um, Kevin's going to want me to say he's almost 21, so proud, right. for aging. <laughs> um, but we were not watching NASCAR when um, Dale Earnhardt died. Yeah. Neither of us were in into the sport yet. I was very close to it. I think I started watching um, August of 2001. Kevin, you're 2004, right? The first race I remember, like, fully watching is the 2004 Daytona 500. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Obviously, we didn't understand that impact, what it had on the sport. Um, I, I mean, obviously, like, everything shifted. And it seems like that's the same thing that's happening here. Everything's shifting all of a sudden mm-hmm. because of, of uh, just an icon in the sport passing so suddenly and so dramatically. And, yeah. and I mean, it obviously killed me. Like when I saw the news, it was just like, man, this is like someone that like I really, um, you know, he was polarizing one way or another. But it wasn't even that. It was just then all of a sudden all the reports, the conflicting reports of his daughters and Rick Fox mm-hmm. getting killed and then unkilled. Uh, it, it just and yeah. for, for us, like I know many people when they heard the Dale Earnhardt news, they, it just had to have been fake. But I mean, you had Mike Helton up there. It, I just couldn't imagine like some like just dealing with that and just the way that it feels now for basketball fans. It's just tough, but I just want to say like a moment of silence, I guess for Kobe's family and everyone on that helicopter. It's not just Kobe and, and his daughter. It was just like the eight of the seven other lives on that helicopter. And it's just, geez, just want to yeah. take a song. I guess, silence, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a tough way to to end like a, a the way to like we just got racing back. And yeah, death Twitter. Yeah, but and death emotions. I mean, but if anything, it shows how each each day is valuable. You never know when it's going to be your last. Mm-hmm. It inspires us to keep doing what we love because we never know how long we're going to be here. So we might as well enjoy it for the ride. Yeah, and I'll say this before we move along. Like, um, people saying, like, you know, hug your family and, and be there for your friends. It shouldn't take a death like this to do that. Like, I tell my mom all the time. I call her, like, every day, and I tell her how much I love her and how much I appreciate her. Like, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just important to maintain those positive relationships in your life because life is fragile, man. And, like, yeah. you know, I, I, I've lost friends, like, just out of nowhere, like I would get a phone call and just be like, yeah, you're like, so-and-so just died. And like, you know, it's, it's crazy shit. Like one of my friends fell asleep, sadly, like behind the wheel and just died just literally like, 
hours after I'd seen him and like fucking just crazy shit like that can happen. So just, you know, be there, be there now. And one more thing, fuck helicopters. I think it's not fans. We can say that fuck helicopters. Fuck, fuck flying in anything not yeah. commercial aircraft in general. Like, no, fuck I, that, I, dude. Like, fuck all that. Like, if just we can like, just make teleporting possible, <laughs> that's right. No, like it's like I, I, I think after this, just because he was such a big figure and whatnot, like, kind of hit me. Like, I really do not want to ride in a small aircraft ever. God no, God no. Like uh, even. Private, like, uh, definitely not like small aircrafts, like no. single seater, double seater, um, small plant, like small personal jets or like <laughs> private jets. You know, those are. I think that's yeah. as small as I would go. But like, like I, I don't want to be like morbid or anything or like allude to anything. But the first thing I thought of was like, because like you know, being a NASCAR fan, obviously there's been a lot of tragic air accidents and like it mm-hmm. it kind of scares me because chase elliott's a huge flyer mm-hmm. um and he flies like a single seater or double seater plane a lot and like it every time yeah, i see yeah. it pop up i'm like dude that's dangerous and like i know he's a safe flyer he's he's had a bunch of stuff under his belt but like one small piece fails man and mm. fucking tailwind when you're landing yeah it's it's and, they're and scary we on we get on Kyle Larson's ass for running on dirt, but I mean, meanwhile, like Chase Elliott is literally flying around in like these ridiculously unsafe, well, not ridiculously unsafe, but you know, not as safe vehicles. Yeah. Like they're, they're not unsafe around by any means, but like just, you know, with the statistics, whether it be one in a thousand or one in 10,000, like small statistics planes go down, but you, you like they happen. I feel like you see, oh, like, small plane down, three dead on the news, like, a lot more than any other type of travel. Yeah. Related you know, deaths. Honestly, I think that's... Besides, like, car accidents, trains. but yeah. Yeah, but I think it's time yeah. to go back to trains. Uh, trains oh, in, seen, in oh. next-gen? Next, next-gen trains. I'm Dude, down. Train series, I'm, I'm, I'm low-key down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, dude, it's only a matter of time for someone figures out, well, hold a second, I can be t- Thomas the Tank Engine. Man. That actually can be kind of lit. The, the Thomas theme slaps still. I don't know about you. Well, if that ain't a good transition to back to racing, I don't know what is. Anthony, what did you think of the Rolex 24 this year? Well, I will say one thing. I am very happy to see that NBC sure does love to talk about Kyle Busch a lot. I swear, I turned on that race a few times every now and then. And sure enough, the first words out of their mouth were Kyle Busch, whether he was in the car or out the car. Other than that, man, those DP highs are fucking wacky, man. Those things are fast. Hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love those cars. Number one thing that caught me off guard um, this weekend, Marty Snyder's fucking swole. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he was. he's low-key. I didn't know. It's... <laughs> That that was very, that's that's another surprising thing. That I don't he's, think he's, people realize. He's very professional too. I like waved twice to him and he didn't even do anything, so it was a little sad. But besides that, um, I I, I really did have a great time. I, I fist bumped one Pablo Montoya. That's I cool. Got to be on the pre-race grid. I'm pretty sure I was in the opening shot of the broadcast. I sure didn't see you because I, I think I saw me. Watching. Um. 
What else did I do? I did not hit Chase Briscoe with the door this weekend. So I'm that's good. Improve. That's I, good. I I will say though, on whether it was Thursday or Friday, he was standing in the same exact place, and I saw him <laughs> coming out, and I was like, no, no, no. Well, not today. Um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, ain't gonna fool me twice. I was walking past the Peacock Pit Pucks, and I gave Steve Latard a thumbs up. He gave me a peace sign, so we're basically best friends. Oh, uh, good. I was worried you'd you off. Being the best broadcaster in the sport. Um, <laughs> Rick Allen's tall. Rutledge is taller than I thought. Really? I, I like, what are we talking about here? Like, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, oh, okay. I still got maybe. some on him. Yeah, well, not all of us can be six five kings. I'm six three. Calm down. Okay. Well, um, I did see. I something hit me Saturday. It's like, like I want a fangirl over all these people because people that I like grew up watching or like you know watch pretty much every oh, yeah. week. But like, I do have to maintain a professional aspect. Yeah, um, so I'm like, not like, like if I saw Elio Castro. It's <laughs> like loosh, Okay, that's fair. Like a wave oh, of. <laughs> realism came over me on Thursday saying, you know what, like, you do some cool shit with this job, like, act normal, um, don't, don't fangirl, don't ask for pictures or anything, unless, I'm like, glad people... you're learning. I am, like, I was, and then by the end of the Rolex, I got to hang out with all the Porsche drivers, and, like, I saw I was that. Just, I was just striking up conversations with them, uh, Nick Candy, who was in the third place GTLM Porsche 911 car, he was actually at Talladega when we were there. He was the yeah. one who drove the yeah, and I, I talked to him about the weekend. Um and he said he actually did not have that great of a time on Sunday because after the race they like didn't let him into the grandstands to watch it. Okay. Or after after his thing, so he like had to watch it from the infield. And I'm like, that's shitty. And he was like, Yeah, I thought yeah, so too. So not, whoever, I mean, whoever say was in charge of that brigade. <laughs> Do better because you can't bring these people out. Let them drive a badass car around the track and not let them watch the race from the best viewpoint. Like, what are we doing? It's not even like it was a sold out race. I mean, first of all, it was raining that day, and second of all, there were so many open seats available. That is bad on NASCAR not letting him in. I really wanted to say he should have been to the college section. I was like, yeah, probably not. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. you're bringing a guy out, you're letting him race on the track. You should at least put him in a suite or something. Like, mm-hmm. he should definitely not have a place, but... That's not so a good ball, The ball was definitely dropped in that uh, regard. But just going back to the Rolex weekend overall, had a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Was... was worked. I worked uh, 70 hours in seven days. Nice, so, dude. Yeah, working the fuck on my body is a little sore still. I was By Sunday, dude, I was walking like a penguin. <laughs> it was bad. I was hurt. Oh man, get that a lot of lifting. Now. Yeah, no, nah, I got a hot, hot boy summer bod now because of it, though. So oh, look, look forward to the photo shoot coming in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, had a good time overall. Definitely a. I'm glad you had type, fun, Kevin. A different type of race. Um, NASCAR is definitely my more cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But being there, hearing all the hearing the different sounding cars was kind of cool because you could tell whenever the Porsche went by because it sounded so nice. That was cool. <laughs> like in NASCAR, they all kind of sound the same, which like I yeah. don't have a problem with because they. What sound are you amazing. trying to say, Kevin? Uh, spec engines for twenty twenty three. Oh, don't get me too don't get me too excited now. We, we've got a lot of stuff to cover later on in the episode yes. with all the 
proposed changes that we've seen on Twitter in the last 24 hours. Yes. Um, uh, Scott Dixon, I was like running point on his autograph session that he nice. was cool. Um, so yeah, just overall <clears throat> a good time. Delicious. Yeah. Um, Ryan Briscoe, I didn't realize. It's always fun to see Ryan Briscoe, former IndyCar. He's not an IndyCar champion, I don't believe, but he's former IndyCar driver for Penske. Good to see him out there. It was just uh, fun to see a lot of these guys. Was he the guy that like nosedived into the uh, Fontana infield back in 2015? Yeah, that sounds like him. He has yeah. seven career wins. Um, he's never won the championship. Finished third in 2009 when he won three races. I couldn't Pretty sure it was him. He's the nosedive guy, but he should come back to IndyCar real quick. I know, I know the call is and Briscoe. Lee Diffie was like, "Oh, and Briscoe flies," and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Chase Briscoe. So I'm that, almost certain it wasn't Chase Briscoe, yeah. but I have to go back because I know I'm wrong on this podcast. Like every time I say anything, yeah. So. Um, oh wow, they had uh, a lot of races. I thought they did. How was your viewing experience besides hearing Kyle Busch's name every time that? He, I mean, uh, you know, I kind of muted it after a while, but honest to God, the, like NBC during the nighttime, it's. I got to give them credit. They were just having one camera guy follow along a car the entire <laughs> way, and it still looked good. Like, I, I mean, maybe other people might complain about it, but I honestly didn't have problems with it. Like, no qualms. It's a good if, you job. Can, if you can broadcast something for more than 24 straight hours mm-hmm. and have people say, you know what, that was pretty good, you're doing something yeah. right. Yeah, and to be quite honest, like, you know, I, I, I tortured my friends a little bit on making them watch it. I told them they didn't have to. But, um, you know, I, I got to teach them a little bit about uh, the different classes. They were a little confused. Um, the guys that won the race, the top three finit did 100 or I'm sorry, 833 laps. Uh, preposterous. Uh, the winner yeah. had 493 laps, which is just about less than 50 lo- uh, more laps than Brad Keselowski led at last Martinsville race. Truex, Truex, Truex. Oh no! I, oh, I was talking about the spring one. I didn't even think about Shurix's dominant race. Yeah, they they both did the same thing. <laughs> I thank didn't God think about that. Thank God oh, that we're not having tall blade package there anymore. Oh yeah, no. So if you're looking at Shurix's stats, it was only 30 more laps than Shurix led. Oh. Did it in like four times <laughs> less the time. Just want to <laughs> say, I mean, maybe Shurix might be the greatest driver of all time. Yeah, uh, I was I was a little bit confused about the strategy though. Of oh yeah, um, strategies were so confusing. I couldn't understand what no, like, but like. They were so like going to turn one, they easily could have just gone straight into NASCAR Mm -hmm. one and skipped the whole infield section. Like, I feel like that would have been a faster route for them to take. I'm no sports car racing expert under caution, you mean? No, no, like, just like, is there there's no barriers for them to just go straight and skip the entire infield part? Mm. (laughs) They should have just done that. I mean, the team that I think. I think the FIA would overall. literally come out there and just beat, like, rip them out of their car and beat them on the track if they did like, that. What if, what if people in that race make a pre-race pack saying every single one of us is going to do it? We'll all get penalized the same. Therefore, this race will be. Uh, see, it'll Kevin, just be like, slipstream. <laughs> this is why communism didn't work because <laughs> everyone agreed on it, and then there's going to be one dickhead that does that won't get penalized. Yeah, it fucks everything up. So, mm-hmm. great allegory, but um, yeah, no, I don't. I I, I see your point. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would ever work, but I mean, I'd be here for some uh, bump drafting with the DPS. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, going I will say to, though, going to twenty around the track. 
in before the Rolex Twenty Four, they had the uh, the Michelin Pilot Challenge, which uh, yeah, Egan, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Sindrick was. There was a Mustang that flipped on the backstretch. I don't know if you saw. that. I saw that. Dude, I saw that. Yeah, that was. I'm like, if that's the first like official ish race of the NASCAR Speed Week. I know Rolex doesn't count the Speed yeah, Weeks, but like calm down here. The, the the racing season at Daytona, man, we are in for a wild show. Because if you're having people flip in that race, just wait until Tall Blade Package with the Daytona 500. <laughs> Big burp. Yeah, I'm. I have a feeling we're gonna see more than just birds flying during uh, Speed Weeks. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um. Want to give a shout out to the winners though. Um, so you had, I'm never gonna get his name correct, Renger Vanderzande. Yep, close enough, sure. Uh, Ryan Briscoe, Scott Dixon, and Kamui Kobayashi. I think I got mm-hmm. that right. All right, hell yeah. Uh, they won yep. DPI, uh, L- LMP2, um, Henrik Hedman, Ben Hanley, Colin Braun, my hero, and uh, Harrison Newey. Uh, I will Kevin, say, Ben Hanley just. Just going to him real quick. Ben Hanley had the best interview of the weekend in the media Ooh. center. Just like I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was so upbeat and like cheerful. It, it definitely put a smile on my face. Which I'm super glad he won. Do you have this open? The results? Yeah, the results. Not currently. Oh, okay. I was gonna let you read it out because I feel like I'm doing all the work. Nah, all you, all you. CLM class winner. He had um the. BMW big boy of uh, John Edwards, Jesse Crone, Augusto Farfus, and Chaz Mostert. Just what a collection of names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then GTD, um, Corey Lewis, Brian Sellers, Madison Snow, and Andrea Calderale. Go teams. Go teams. Good job, yep. guys. And of course, Kyle Bush finished in class, finished ninth. Yeah. Man, they I will ran- say. Hundred less. Slaps. <laughs> the uh, the GTLM battle was like super good throughout the whole race. It was it was between that BMW and both Porsches. They were trading the lead a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun to watch, especially because I was in charge of the second place team. So I was always paying attention to that class. Like, who am I going to have to escort and whatnot? <laughs> um, so that was a good time. Yeah, no, there were that GTLM was the one I was mostly focused on, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. And yeah. now with the 24 hours out of the way, we've we're pretty much we're we're in the shit right now. Like we're we're back in racing mode. Like the, it's back. Oh, it's back. Yeah, the Rolex is always like I don't. Last year was the first year I like actually paid attention to it on TV and like went out of my way to watch it. Mm-hmm. And like it's definitely that and the Chili Bowl are like the real big kickoffs to stuff mm, yes yeah. we actually have not talked about the chili bowl our last episode we were out here making kyle uh, larson jokes and and look what happens when we rip on our boy look we need happens. to do it more because we need to just shit on him so kyle larson <laughs> you're absolutely fucked for the 500 <laughs> there's no way you're gonna make it out of turn one that car is gonna be just sliding through the grass like a bad lightning queen impersonation all right Get awesome Love you're it. done you're finished love it thank you oh my goodness um but yeah no kyle Bush or kyle Bush. see he's on my mind too kyle larson winning the chili bowl big deal it's not a christopher bowl victor or she's wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, wow. english is hard i might um i don't even know okay 
Kyle Larson wins. Chris Rebell doesn't. Incredible. Sure. Incredible. Thank you. Incredible. That's the word I was looking for. Oh. Yeah. So Grayson's back. Um, And because of that, should we get into some predictions? Ah, yes. What would this podcast be without any picks? We haven't power ranked anything in months. (laughs) It's like. It, 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 we've been we've been itching for it for a while, so we might as well bring it back. We've got uh, we made some tears. We we haven't done this before on the podcast. We have we, have, we made some tears this year for our 2020 driver list, and um, I, I believe we Kevin, you changed yours to six now. I did. Yes, I have included okay. a final four because Anthony did not read the instructions properly. But okay, and yeah, the instructions were unclear. <laughs> My dick got caught in the microwave. Whatever. This is, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Either way, we have six categories. So for me. I've got my final four, my playoff folk, and then uh, from there it just kind of goes on, and it literally does say playoff folk. We're gonna okay, put these yeah. on on uh, Twitter and Instagram so you guys can see how poorly we may have selected. But Kevin, since you're the one who gave us the idea, why don't you give your tier list first? All right, I'm gonna go from bottom up. So we have six Ooh. tiers. Um, I think we're just gonna we'll go over the names, our names first, and then go into. I think we can start off with like. Just missing playoff drivers. I know we can go through each list individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, my yeah, go for it. my sixth uh, tiers are the Rick Ware Racing and crew at the bottom. Uh, just above that is not quite shipbox material, but ain't gonna contend for wins besides super speedways. Above that is might sneak out a playoff win or appearance? Question mark. Probably not, but don't let this ranking game distract you from the fact that Justin Haley is indeed a Cup Series winner. <laughs> <laughs> Above that, playoffs? Are we talking about playoffs? Could not be these teams, but just barely, though. And then above that, we get into our actual playoff drivers, and I have that as going to Nashville for some burnouts in December. I think it's back ah. to Nashville. I actually don't know now that I think about it. I'm assuming they're going back to Nashville. That that was really cool when they did that last year, so they should probably keep that. And and up top, just generic Final Four. Well, you know, the fact that NASCAR actually did get something right with the Nashville burnouts, that means they're going to take it away because it was so successful. I'm not going to (laughs) comment. So for my tears... I have on the bottom, LOL, yeah, okay, bro. Um, (laughs) I have probably, then above that, probably zero top fives, probably lucky-ass top tens. Uh, Then above that, might win, gotta be damn lucky. Then above that, NBC's Gang of Adversity. Uh, (laughs) So then above that is the playoff folk, and then you got your final four. I couldn't think of a joke for that one. Yeah, no, final four, it's a respectable title. It is a very respectable title, and I'm sure it'll be sponsored by something atrocious like fucking uh, hot dog water or something. Sure, good. Sounds good. Um, all right, let's so, let's run through our bottom tier list real quick. Let me know if you have any other people besides here. I have the double zero, the fifteen, the twenty-seven, the forty-six, the forty-one, the f- or no, forty-one, not the forty-one, not the forty-one, uh, the fifty-one, the fifty-two, the fifty-three, the fifty-four, the sixty-six. You just say all brickware. And the 77. Um, and Oof. this was Oof. made 
before um it was announced that the 56 car is going to be or the the 46 car is going to be the 49 for the 500 but just oh the, yeah true the mbm team or whatever it's it was called. like what the hell is landon amick doing in this field yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, i haven't heard in a while um only one i can't i have the exact same list 15 0 all of rick ware and fincham um, I did not put the 77 in there because um, I have faith in them to at least get a top 10 uh, with Chastain and that's Chip Nassi. So this is true. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, so moving a little up above that, I got my probably zero top fives, probably lucky ass top tens. I've got um, Chastain. I got the 62 of um, Brennan Gunn, which I don't know why he's on this if he's only doing restricted plates. Me too, but I have him in the same place. I almost have to put him in. I almost have to put him into the might win. Got to be damn lucky. Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's like, man, he's either going to do one, like one of two things. He's either going to win the damn race or he's going to fucking go flying. Like, I mean, my my title is not quite chip box material, but ain't going to get 10 for wins besides super speedways, which isn't true because he's literally not racing anything besides the super speedways. Yeah, that's fair. You actually have to legally keep him in that tier. So Mm. then I have um, Ty Dillon also in that one. And then um, the 38 car who I forgot was even in. I think it's Gilliland. Is it Gilliland or McDowell? I can't even remember because I don't really... Fuck. No, it's John Hunter, but I'm, now I'm trying to think of... Wait, well, the- oh, damn it. I want to change my tiers up. I put John... I thought John Hunter was the 34. Damn it. I had John okay. I had the 34 in my final four. No, line. John Hunter's in the 38, because it was just announced <laughs> that some other oil company uh, or motor... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know, I should have... Oh, well. Uh, All right, so... Whatever. In my uh, Sorry, John tier list, I have pretty much the same, except I have both the 38 and 34 in there. I have uh ty dylan in there as well i had daniel suarez in there until today which we will get into later um but i oh what could have happened to daniel suarez i don't know nothing that (laughs) no one could have predicted what was going to happen it's almost like i had never heard of this rumor before today that's unbelievable but anyways Mm -hmm. so your uh might sneak out a win playoff appearance but don't let this distract you because justin haley is uh, is a cup winner? Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. I have Corey LaJoy, Bubba Wallace. Okay. Ryan Priest, Ricky Stenhouse, which might be a little controversial. He might be a tear up, but I, I don't know. I, I just think that that mm-hmm. team, it, it could improve. I, I, de- I definitely did think about it, but I did not think he deserved to be on the same tier as the people above him. Mm hmm. Um, and then Daniel Suarez. Okay. Yep. Okay. So for my might win, gotta be damn lucky third worst tier I had. So I'm almost certain the 47 is Stenhouse. Like, yes. Think about that. Okay. So I have Stenhouse, Bubba. Then I thought I had John Hunter Nemechek, but I guess I have, um, the Gillen McDowell combo who I don't even remember who's in that car. McDowell. McDowell. Okay. So. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll double down on that. I think McDowell could win a race at Talladega. He's due. That's fair. He's, he almost got it one time. Yeah. Um, people forget he started on the 2007 poll. People forget this. I did, I did indeed forget that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel Suarez, I put in this tier even like after the announcement. I still, it's, it's 96 yeah. car. Let's not get out of control here. Um, and then I've, I've been hating on, on this, and I do not hate on Redick a lot. 
Like, I really do think Redick is probably one of the most talented drivers coming up this year. I just think the eight car stinks. I mean, it's a cold take, but I'll respect it. I just really think that, and honestly, it might just have been how bad it was last year, but I think the eight car is atrocious. No, I'll respect it. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. And so then above that, we've got the non-playoff drivers, AKA my NBC's gang of adversity. Yeah. This, um, is, this is where the controversy begins. This is where we're going to start getting controversial takes. Cause I know Kevin's is very different from mine. Um, so my gang of adversity, the first driver who will not make the playoffs next year. Um, cause I actually put this in order of where I think they'll finish in the points too. Um, okay. Let me, let um, me do that. I did not real quick because I just put in numerical, but I like that idea better that you had. Yeah, I mean, I was just because I just started putting them together up top, and I was like, you know what? I might as well do this the way I think it might finish out. No, I, I like first, that. Oh, first dude, driver I, out. I, it's going to be devastating. Go. Yeah, sorry, I keep talking over you. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, so the first driver out, it's going to be disappointing. But again, these are just predictions. It's February. Don't shoot me alive. But it's I think Jimmy Johnson ain't winning any races this year, and. Uh, I'm I'm putting him as my first driver out because there's no other way for a seven-time champion to go out than in devastating fashion. That's so, heartbreaking. Oh, wait, I'm I'm being absolutely brutal here because my next driver out is not only going to be eliminated, but he's going to get so frustrated he's going to retire out of frustration. I got Kurt Busch as the next. Holy driver. fuck! What? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! And even though he signed from there, he signed through 2021, but you have his frustration. He says, "No, sir, I want no more part of this." Nonsense. Wow! He pulls a Carl Edwards after getting spun out by Jimmy Johnson in Daytona, as both of them come off turn four on lap 157. God, interesting. That's I need to play the lottery. <laughs> interesting, but I respect it. Um, then my next driver out, and it pains me to do this, but I don't think he's going to win a race this year, or really compete outside of a few races but i don't think matt benedetto is getting it um so i got him as my third and then kind of from here it got a little jumbled i had busher in the 17 i just don't see anything from that roush uh camp that says that both cars will be competitive and i trust newman more than him um then i got stenhouse right behind him because what's funnier than stenhouse coming for that coming for that ass um then i got bell back here for some reason i just don't trust that 95 car Okay. And then, um, but the bigger surprise I have is I think Corey LaJoy is going to be more competitive this year. I got him and Austin Dillon rounding out this tier because I think that 32 with Stuart Haas might be better than people are anticipating it to be. I definitely, I definitely did, driver. did think about that. Yeah. But just like it's a, a team that's notorious for running like 23rd at best, I couldn't put that in the same category as okay, people but... that are just missing the playoffs. I understand I, that, but I know I'm that they're saying, their new alliance, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they might compete like surprisingly for a win at some point where they're in the top five late and you're just like, I'm sorry, how? But like yeah. if you look at where I put them, you got uh hang on, 17, I have them 24th in points, essentially, which is like not preposterous if they're finishing 23rd at like average. Like I'm thinking they're gonna get some top 15s this season and sneak maybe like five top tens out of nowhere at tracks like Martinsville. Or like at um, one of the road courses, or especially the restrictor plates, like you can't count out anyone yeah. there. That's fair. So, all right, it. Kevin, yeah. who's your boys that are missing just barely? All right, I'm gonna go kind of like reverse order you did instead of like. Okay, that's fair. Out. That might be better um, than what yeah. I did. <laughs> all right, so in what place is this? In 23rd place, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Austin Dillon. I just think. 
Wow. I mean, RCR is exactly the same as mine. Kind of just stayed stagnant. I thought last year would have been their year to get a lot better. They did not. Um, I think Tyler Reddick will elevate the team, but not to the point where they're making playoffs, which is why I have Tyler Reddick finishing 22nd. I think he is just as talented as the other two of the big three from last year, mm-hmm. considering he did you know, win the championship back-to-back. But th- that equipment, compared to the other equipment that um, the other drivers are going to be in, I just don't think is the same level. So that's why I have him out. Mm-hmm. Um, in 21st place, I have Chris Buescher, which, funny enough, is actually a worse positioning than he finished last year, I believe. People forget that. He really was, like, the most... I think he was 20th in points last year. And, like, I, I just think the field is going to be closer this year, and it's going to be more competitive with drivers moving around and whatnot. But, I like, I mean, Newman made the playoffs last year, but that was with only, I'd say... 18 teams that could realistically realistically make the playoffs some points and not like throw a win lucky win or anything um <laughs> so like he had to beat two other teams which he barely did but he did it um but it's all that matters i don't, I don't think roush is going to do that this year so uh busher in 21st i actually had de benedetto in between them, which I, I, it pained me because I really do think he's going to be good, especially with them going to a lower downforce. Yeah. But I just don't, I haven't, I don't see him making the playoffs. I like, I do see him making the playoffs, but there's also just so much unknown there. And I feel like whenever there's a lot of hype around a driver and a new team, they, it never comes to fruition. And I think if he gets the ride again there in 2021, it'll be good. But for 2020, I think just going from Menard and there's a lot of new people there. I just think there's yeah. going to be some some growing pains. And I think kind of like last year, how they were really good at the end of the season. I think we're going to see that, but I don't think he'll he'll do enough in the regular season to have a a, a playoff berth. And it did pay me to put that, but it's just truth. Um, right ahead of that in 19th place, I have Newman. Kind of like what I said with Busher, I think Roush. Is on an increase, but the field is, in my opinion, more competitive this year. So I, I just have Roush. Just in general, does not have strong enough equipment or as strong as equipment as some of the top two teams. Eighteenth uh, place, and I know this is what I because I sent you this list before. This was a uh, a cold take in your eyes for me, but I, I have Bowman not making the yeah, playoffs. I think take. it's, I think it's a mix of. Not even a mix of like the big thing is every single Hendrick driver now has full sponsorship for all thirty eight races, including like Clash and the All Star race. I was gonna say, how many, I'm sorry, where are these uh, two races coming from? Bowman has ten, and I think Ooh, while did not know that because Nationwide didn't renew and Exalta like put more support on the twenty four this year. Wait, I hold just, on, Nationwide did not renew, so like they're, they're yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't think, surprise me though if they come back. I mean, like the, you no, know, I don't, I don't think they will. And like, oh god, don't say that. I mean, Hendrick is a top tier organization, but I just think yeah. with a lot of, and I think he's in a contract here. And I, I really do like Bowman as a driver. I love his story. You know how he was with bottom tier equipment, and he got his big break at Hendrick, and finally won last year. I just, oh my god, to me the field is so much better this year that he doesn't he doesn't get it 
Um, and I, I think, think that Bo- Bowman is just a better looking Casey Mears. I'm not going to say that's wrong. Oh, God, it hurts. <laughs> he, he, he's with a bunch of teams that aren't going to do anything. Then he gets, wins one race and then, okay, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then finishing uh, out my almost playoff list is in his swan song season, not announced yet, but we know, uh, Clint Boyer. I just, I don't. I don't think he does we it. Know. We know. Um, we know. I, I do think that moving down to the lower downforce package is going to help Clint. But well, yeah. I just there are sixteen better driver team mixes up there that, and I, I will say just like a, a asterisk mark on this, we we fill these out as like we don't expect like a Justin Haley winner or something or like yeah. like I can tell I can totally see Tyler Reddick sneaking out a plate win or just like a mile and a half win because he did really good in those. Um like would not surprise me one bit. But just kind of going off of like no surprises, we want to get as good as we can on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, both of us probably would have had Justin Haley like in our Dude, yeah. Okay, bro. Here. I absolutely. I, I'm just thinking right now. I love talking NASCAR. It's good to be back. <laughs> it, it it's good to be back too, Kevin. It is. Right. So, um, my word, we're uh, we got our playoff drivers next. Did you did you rank? Um, I ranked them by like elimination rounds, dude. Okay, like, let I, me do that just, real quick. So you go. Through okay, your I'll list. I'll go then. So yeah. my first four out, I'm pretty much almost identical to last year. I have um Eric Jones, Ryan Newman. Uh, Clint Boyer, and I have a lot of faith in in Cole Custard. I think that he's going to make the playoffs. I I mean, you know, for a rookie, he's going to be the only rookie in my eyes. But I think that's safe to say both of us are holding this rookie class pretty high, especially compared to other previous classes. I think Cole actually legitimately wins a race this year and would be the first rookie to legitimately win a race in his rookie season since Dennis Hamlin in 2006 because i don't count chris busher as a legitimate win justin haley lol um no i think hamlin's hamlin's the last driver to win a for a rookie to win a non-range shortened race logano in 2009 range shortened um busher range shortened not busher range shortened chase no dylan no danica god no um (laughs) i know yeah, Eric Jones uh, got really close at Bristol in 2017. Yeah, he did um, get very close. But last year, but like Chase Elliott got close a couple times, like that at Michigan, he finished second both times. Yeah, don't year. remind me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are my first four out, but I think that that's not really a hot take. But I think Custer definitely pulls it out. Um. So then my next four eliminated. I kind of was just like, ah, it'll be pretty funny if all the Hendrick guys get eliminated once. So they did. I eliminated. <laughs> uh, I eliminated Byron Bowman, uh, Elliot, and uh, I think Eric Almirola is going to have a bounce back here. I really feel like Almirola, and especially after the picture you sent me last night of bearded Almirola, which bearded is just man. It's yeah. like, oh no, this guy's winning three races. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my final four, just missing the final four. Um, sorry, the final the. The round of eight people and the four that are going to miss it are Logano, Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and Truex. I pretty much 
said no sir to all the old people. So if you can guess who my final four is, it's Hamlin, Bush, Blaney, and, and Larson, if you couldn't figure it out. It's, it's those guys. Okay. Okay. All, all right. So <laughs> those are my sixteen. My, I love it. Um I had to I, I I I like I said, I went with the safe picks with Hamlin and, and Bush. I think they're I think it's preposterous to not put two JGR cars into the final four. But Blaney's, uh, Blaney's definitely a bold choice. I'll give you that. Blaney's such a bold choice because it's like what like he's only got like three career wins and, and yep. every year he only wins one race. So it's like I'm expecting him to win eight next year, is what I'm basically getting at. That's fair. All right. So <laughs> Uh, my list, I uh, round of sixteen. Uh, people who get eliminated there. I think, I think Custer is going to point his way in to okay. the playoffs. Um, but I don't think wouldn't surprise me either way. I don't think he'll. I wouldn't be surprised if he won a race. I'm just not predicting right now for him to win a race. Um, Jimmy Johnson, I do think wins a race somewhere. Yeah, I think with Dover not being a playoff race anymore, he gets two shots at those in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that plays until his style, either that or just just a random plate win. And other than that, I think he gets one. Um, Chicago was a good track for him last year with the same rules package. Almirola, kind of same thing as last year, like consistent. Not gonna win. I think he improves a little bit over last year, but I think the field improves as well. So I, I think he's him. gonna get a win next year. And then Christopher Bell, I think, is our kind of like you were saying with Custer. I think Christopher Bell is our first Cup Series rookie winner since Denny Hamlin. Okay, so I see that we both think rookies are winning next year, which yes. is I feel like we didn't feel that consensus at all last year Who with were the, the rookies, rookies last year. I think Mike, it was Hemrick and, and Priest. Yeah, and no. <laughs> obviously, it was very obvious that neither of them are going to win a race. Yeah, well, Hembrick's a good driver, and I was like a boneheaded idiot then. So, yeah. Um, but uh, like, I, I do think he gets a win, but I don't. I think just with being a satellite team, they do have like JGR equipment, so what I've heard. But mm-hmm. I think yeah, no. Being, um, just you know, with the leadership of Bob Levine, I don't think they can make the round of twelve. Oh, well, I don't even think they're gonna make the round of this playoffs. But okay, I mean, you, that's fair. That's you higher than I do. I do. All right. All so right. your round of twelve eliminations. My round of twelve. Martin Truex Jr. Oh, you fool! You I'm fool! No Cole Pern. No round of eight. No final four, which would be a huge shock because they've literally made it every year since twenty fifteen, except for twenty sixteen. I was gonna say twenty sixteen. They didn't make the round of eight. Yeah. Okay. Period. Cool. Um, um see I, I know that um you act like though that cole pern chopped off truex's leg when he left like, i kind of i mean i'm not saying he didn't i just think that's fair we haven't seen truex's leg since so there's yeah, I, I honestly i forget who the new crew chief is there i i'm sure he's a, a swell fella but he's no cole pern because he's no not canadian so he's already got negative points in that category exactly so i think the team hurts i still think they won like a couple races, but I don't, I don't see them. Plus, Truex isn't the best um, restricted plate racer, or he doesn't have the most luck there. And I think Talladega, he gets caught up in a wreck or something. Um, the Rebel is yeah. a good track for him when Jimmy Johnson isn't right behind him. Um, and then Google has other... it updated. I mean, I, I, I know I'm gonna say I'm a dumbass because he literally won at Vegas last year, which is now in the round of twelve. But 
Yeah, calm down with your incorrect stats. But screw it. Um, other than that, uh, Brad Kozlowski, I think, again, he's just he's good, but he's not good enough. I think the, the crew chief change will hurt that team, even though they'll end up in the same round of elimination. Um, Kurt Busch gets one round further than last year, but I just, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a decent team. Yeah. Respectable team, but not a, uh, a championship contending team in my eyes. And then, as much as it pained me to do this, Eric Jones is not making the round of eight. I think he'll win. That pains you? I think it does, because I'm a big Eric Jones fan. Yeah, but I mean, like, you also have to be a little realistic about it. Eric Jones is, is probably uh, fighting for his job this year at, at Joe Gibbs. We'll see about that. This is year four Eric Jones, and he's only got two wins. Well, meanwhile, everyone's got like 50 around him. How many Southern 500 wins do you have, though? That's what I thought. Oh, man, you got me there, dude. I (laughs) also competed in zero, so. This is fair. Um, Uh, All right. uh, Going back real quick, um, so his new crew, uh, Truex's new crew chief is James Small. It's an atrocious name, so you might be wrong about that. Also, I just heard that Cole Pern ran in Cascar, which um, is definitely the most Cole Pern thing I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like a name for Canadian NASCAR. It is actually Canadian NASCAR. It Would used, you look at that? It, it used to be on speed late night, and I used to watch the fuck out of it. It was hilarious. Also, he's 37. I didn't realize he was that young. I thought he was in his 40s, so it's even weirder that he's he was older. He was younger than Truex. <laughs> My round of eight eliminations. Just missing the final four. A shocker, if you will, but I think you actually had the same thing. But Kevin Harvick it does not make it for only the second time since the, the format started. Yeah, I also had that, and I don't think it's it is a shocker because it's it's Kevin Harvick and he's actually dominant. But Kevin's and, getting an age. I think he's still going to win like four to five races. No, I agree. Um, and that you know that that Texas race, he's won you know three times in a row. So. Exactly. That's my only <laughs> thing. Like, if he dominates that again, and like it's like, oh well, whoops, we were wrong again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I don't know. Not feeling it this year. Uh. Also, Kyle Larson, I think he has a better year, especially with the low downforce being back. I think he actually gets a Bristol win this year. I don't know which race it'll be, but I think he gets one. Um, but I just think Martinsville still being in that final round, he's not good there. And Texas is kind of an eh track for him. I think he's going to need to go out and win Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's the first race of the round of eight. But if he doesn't win that, I just I see him being uh, in a hole. So, uh, And then... Also, William Byron, I think, has a breakout year. I'm, I'm thinking not, not just one win, maybe two. This is a ridiculous take, and I hope you understand how ridiculous this is. Maybe two. Uh, I have William Byron winning zero races, losing in the round of 12. Well, I think Chad Canales is going to work some magic. And he's, I mean, he's due, man. He's, he's a good driver. He's dating Blaney's sister now, so that's got to give him a little bit of added incentive to go out there and kick some ass. And then also Joey Logano, just barely missed Slowy Slogano. We both agree he's washed up. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but yeah. I, just, I know. You know, know. Slogano. But um, yeah, Joey... Uh, doesn't make it so looks like you also have blaney (laughs) what is this hold on so wait one second your final four is almost exact exactly the same as mine who are we missing chase elliott yeah i got chase in my final four and then kyle denny and and ryan blaney yep 
<laughs> well, you I just think first guys, Love Turns Loud Noises uh, is a non podcast that roots the absolute fuck out of Ryan Blaney, Kyle Bush, and Denny Hamlin to win. Every- I mean, Kyle uh, Bush, let's be real. Let's be, let's be fair. It's, it's Kyle uh, Bush. Yeah. Hamlin, for me, is just too good at. Um, at Kansas and what's it called? Martinsville. Yes. Texas, he even won last year, so I think he gets back. And then I recall Blaney has won a race in Texas with a torn ACL. Or was that Martinsville? Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> no, either, way. either way, they're both in the same round. So, um, And then Blaney, he's pretty good at all three of those tracks. And I think Kind of like last year, if Blaney can make it through the round of 12, I mean, he's got Talladega and the Roval in there, which are strong tracks for him. And then Chase, I, I just think he's finally due, man. Like, yeah, he's like, I think Kansas moving, I think Chase does better in the regular season to like give him a points buffer. And Kansas is a very good track for him. And Martinsville has been kind to him as well. Um, as long as the nine team kind of doesn't like commit seppuku again like they did during the 2019 playoffs they'll be fine especially during the round of eight um but i didn't pick a champion i i can't pick one right now um and i nor do i will plus once the playoffs start we'll probably have the same conversation again and look back at this list and laugh but yeah yeah the, 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 these lists are probably gonna be very rare gonna we're gonna very... yeah like Ty Dillon's going to end up winning another two stages and another, I don't know, 12 races. So Gets himself just in contention to be in the round of 12 just by those two stage wins alone. The 12 exactly. wins. But they're all yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. This is going to be fun. But at least now we've got some picks. We've got some ideas of what our season's going to look like. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm and after, really- after Kurt would push wins early and makes the playoffs and then Anthony looks back on this list and is like fuck was I doing um all right well then I'm gonna I will to- make sure to laugh I'm gonna have to root for like 17 other winners at that point so I don't look like an idiot but uh hey I I wouldn't be surprised man I mean yeah, I would be surprised it's... because it hasn't happened before but uh, yeah the it... field is stronger this year for uh, sure I'll, probably I'll wish Kyle wish Truex and Kevin Harvick could also just win like 20 of the 26 Non-play. This is true. Yeah, yeah, you, you never really know. I think I don't know. I think having two different aero packages is just like by nature because you can't really one team just can't hit on it like JGR did last year and like dominate at every type of track except for super speedways. Um, so I think with them going ha- with a high downforce and a low downforce, it leaves room for more teams to put all their eggs in one basket. A certain type of track lead to more parody throughout the field, which is just as fans, all we can ask for. That's honestly beautiful, Kevin. You should be a poet. I, I really should. NASCAR hired me. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, shall we round out the field? Yeah, I'm down. Alright, cool. So, rounding out the field, uh, obviously news that we've pretty much known for two months now or so, but Daniel Suarez to the 96 is finally confirmed. And wow. as with all NASCAR rumors, um, an announcement is just a confirmation of what we knew weeks in advance. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. congratulations, uh, Daniel Suarez in the 96. We literally had said it like 20 times, but uh, formal announcement time. <laughs> just yeah. like NASCAR. We're, we're, we're perfect for it. 
Um, but something that we did not know was that um, NASCAR was going to actually toy with the stages at a couple of the races. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, NASCAR, as always, if it's uh, not broken, they decide to fix it some more. And uh, I, you, see, you actually not, like what they've been I, doing. I think it's like, I don't think they hurt anything at the super speedways. It's still everyone has to pit in a stage. Um, and whatnot. I, I do f- feel like it's a little weird. Like, at, I think Dover it was. Like, stage one is only like 90 laps or something, and then stage two and three are 150 or something. I, I, I liked how stage one and two were the same, and then stage three was the longest. Stage three is still going to be the longest at all the tracks, or tied for longest. I just, I don't know. That was a weird change to me, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it could lead it to some more strategy which i mean i'm always game for like if mm. i think people will actually have to do green flag pit stops now during that stage if they didn't already at dover something like that anyways um i don't know i don't think see, i know that we'll 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 see how the strategy for like pit strategy changes you know they won't have a cost so yeah. and then um, also a I mean, I not like a super. Oh my god, what an change now! But like, it could lead to something. Official length distance is no longer at the age uh, at the end of stage two. It's now halfway yeah. distance, like it was before stages, which begs the question: like, if Daytona 500, for example, knocking on wood that it does not rain there, but like lap 105, it tsunami comes in or some shit. Um, would the winner of Obviously, the, the person who's in front wins the race, you know, gets all the, the five playoff points. But would they also get the additional playoff point for winning stage two? We're just missing playoff points, and that is a... I, I, I mean, I'm assuming that's how it would work. Mm-hmm. I don't see how... how that, it would work. I, I mean, obviously, you want to win the five playoff points. That's, you know, kind of the big deal there, but... I, I mean, yeah, I just... I feel like that's like a... A little bit of a non-deserved. I mean, you're in the lead, so it, like it, it's it's. I deserved, see why but... they did it. It makes sense. I don't like it because people were talking about oh, but the Bristol Spring Race, and it was like, yeah, but I mean, we got more racing. Are we really complaining about getting more racing? Yeah, like, I will never complain about more racing. Yeah, um, I, I, I do. Stop I complaining about the overtime. I I will complain if the I, I think. Pockers and Gluck tweeted out that they were considering doing four stages for each race. Let's let's not. Um, I already think that's a little bit of a bad idea for the Coke 600. I get like Coke 600 longest race, and like last year's race was really good. Um, and like I get how you know it's the longest race, which so should have some extra incentive to it. It's already the longest race. You don't need to put. Oh, an extra you know stage. NASCAR's going to do it because they're going to get more commercial time out of it. This is factual, and um. Yeah, I actually my can't point, argue with that. My thing is, though, now you have the opportunity to score eight playoff points per race. And that can be just a little bit, like, overly dominant. Because right there, that's, like, almost a full fucking, like, top ten. Didn't Kyle Bush do that at uh, Charlotte 2018? Oh, no, it was definitely was Truex that had to have done that. No, sure. that, was, that was 2016. That was before Sages. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, Kyle Bush pretty much did the same thing. He led, like, 300... Something like I'm pretty sure you yeah. won every stage. Um, 
it, it wouldn't still, shock like, me. But either. I, I like the change that they did because it allows room green flag pit stops if a run goes long and longer runs in stage two. And I, I do like that, but like at like what, what what they did now, but like if you four stages at a road course, man, like if huge fan. Like, I'm not just don't need stages in the first place. I like when people say road courses have been ruined by stages, I wholeheartedly disagree. The Roval's been phenomenal. Watkins Glen has been really good too. Like Sonoma's okay. been shitty, but I think that's more of a just a Sonoma issue. Let me like, just say this one thing about the Roval. It, it just if it wasn't for the fact that we got like a crazy, like random late race caution, like the Roval of the first year probably would have just been a snooze fest, really. No, like, dude. No, 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 no. Cold take. Cold take. Absolute cold take. Kozlowski was like running fuel mileage. Might have made it, might have not. Larson was right there. Um, I think okay, it would have yeah, yeah. been a good finish. I, the Roval's been good no matter what. Watkins Glen. We pretty much saw the same race two years in a row. Um, I thought they were both pretty good with Elliot holding off Truex. Um, but yeah, Sonoma. I was mostly talking about the rest of the field, but I mean, I don't even know if Larson would have caught him. I do recall, like, you know, like thinking drunkenly out loud, oh, yeah, Larson's going to win. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah, I, I, I know. Wow. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like stages. In, at road courses, I'm just I'm never gonna be a fan of it. It's it's just doesn't feel right. Um, Plus, like if they if they did four stages for the 500, like and you split it down, oh, that'd be way, Like I'm pretty sure 50 laps is just like right on the tippy top of fuel mileage, and that comes that like especially after like stage breaks, like if Ooh. like after the stage one caution, you run six seven laps under caution, you like. People could make it on fuel without pitting, but they would have to do it by like mm-hmm. fuel mileage racing on plate races, which we don't want that scenario. And I think, yeah, at least I mean, I would the 2017 hope... Daytona 500 was kind of funny, you know, minus uh, you know, Larson and uh, Laney yeah. kind of screwed but up. No, like, it was kind of funny. I think three the three stage system has shown that fuel mile, yeah, it works, and fuel mileage races can still happen with four mm-hmm. stages shit tyler ankrum got in the playoffs because of that last year in the truck. yeah like four stages let's let's not please nascar um and while you're at it eliminate that fourth stage in the coca-cola 602 <laughs> <laughs> oh no they won't yeah um well i mean pizza um so other news it looks like ryan newman lost sponsorship but also gained sponsorship at the same time Perfectly balanced uh, as all things very... should be. <laughs> um, the Castrol car looks interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, I hope they throw it back to um, who was it? Uh, fuck, Casey Atwood. Oh um, God, what a throwback! I, I hope they're. Oh, you I bet that's gonna at, happen. I hope they're at Darlington. And I hope they throw it back to it. Um, speaking about throwbacks, uh, we got a throwback sponsor coming back in a NASCAR Sitgo. Has announced yeah. back with um of old drivers John Hunter and Emacek, but that's good to see uh, front row getting some sponsorship. That's yeah. Cool. No, they don't ever do anything cool with the schemes. At least in my mind, it feels like they rarely do something pretty cool with the schemes. But I, I, I always thought their be... speedy cash scheme was really cool. I don't know if they're. I'd like back. to be. I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to be disappointed by that. You know? Yeah. Um. What else? I I saw a couple other things on Jay's scheme. 
Who over there? Oh, um, some sad news from the racing world. We had uh, uh yes. John Ray. Um, he for those who don't know, he is the one that drives the big rig um with the American flag around Talladega before the race. It's one of the most iconic things in NASCAR. If you've ever seen the movie Ricky Bobby, it was uh he was in there. Um did did we see John Ray actually drive the big rigs? We saw the big rig um pass I don't, by. That's I amazing. honestly don't know if he was the driver or not. I was I like I to be honest, like no disrespect to him, I had no clue who he was. Mm-hmm. No, um, that's fair. A lot of a lot of fans, a lot of Fairweather fans, like did not know who he was. <laughs> I just always <laughs> fuck you. I just always thought that like <laughs> I always thought that. Talladega just brought that in separately. Like I had no clue there was a whole tradition behind it with him, but yeah, oh, yeah that, just to see him, um, he broke the uh, the tractor trailer record, like the fastest a tractor trailer has ever gone without a uh, without it hauling anything, ninety two miles an hour, which I I find kind of slow, but also yeah, I feel like that is kind of slow when you see it actually on like the banking, like that thing is hauling ass around you, yeah. Like, that is a that is a terrifying thing to see go that fast. So yeah, the cool tradition. I know Darlington or oh my god, how dare you? Vega is going to keep that tradition alive no matter what. It's um pretty awesome. But uh, Kevin, you um speaking about some traditions, NASCAR is uh, going to be changing some stuff up potentially from what we've already seen with the schedule change this year. And I think you got a little excited, and you sent me uh you sent me a list the other day of what you think might happen in the future yeah i'll definitely be posting that list on twitter sometime this week probably tomorrow maybe mm-hmm. tonight who knows um yeah it's a pretty good list but kevin's got some good ideas on want to go yeah. or not really what you can yeah i want to hear your thoughts i mean i think it's great i think what kevin's got he's managed I'm, to I, much. with with the insider knowledge i have with not much but also enough to where I can have some liberty with creativity. Um, I mean, like what we know is we're getting new tracks. At least mm-hmm. that's what I'm not going to say the number because I know the number. But <laughs> Kevin, well, just I, I, I know like the Austin. range. I know the range of numbers. Um, I'm not going to say that, but my my post may or may not reflect that number or that within that range um i, I will say I, though he's he, i mean i appreciate you even putting like uh if it's a night or day race according to what you think like that's awesome and some yeah. of these we're expecting our we have our first double header this year and then i think what your list is implying the double header is a is a success because you have three of them on here i do and i think like i i have the season I will... ending in october I will be honest, I, I have not heard anything about more doubleheaders as of now. But I know with seeing the trends at Poke now, how like they're up on every aspect with ticket sales. Um and I think I, other, I think I think NASCAR sees that, says, Hey, we wanna have some of these tracks still with because you have to you have to balance TV money because TV the TV contract right now is for thirty six races or thirty areas mm-hmm. if you want to include um, the Clash and the All Star race. But sure, let's do that again. I think with TVs we're going to have the same amount of races, but I think there is opportunity for a shorter schedule, and doubleheaders are a great way of accomplishing that. 
So I do think we get some more there. Um, obviously, Daytona's going to be in its same traditional date. Southern 500 will be. Coca-Cola 600 will be. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll see if you've made it this far and you follow me on Twitter. Um, you'll you'll I, see my post about what I think and follow what Kevin, I KJ KOS is that nine? No, KJCOS. No, KJCOS nine nine. Yes, I can't spell. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, um, I will. I, I will be day to night I, race. That's what that is. Okay. Yes, I I can't leak anything. Um, but when I find out new information, I will have my opinions on it before it is known to the public, so that when it is released to the public, I can give a full breakdown. Don't worry, if Kevin does leak anything, you'll know because he'll be on the This is true. Bottom of a uh, <laughs> a lake, Lake Lloyd. Yep. Um, yep. um, yeah, no, I like your list. I will say, I actually one last thing. I do like um your potential brickyard in May, just because it's so close to the Indy 500. Might as well just put it together, maybe bring some rejuvenating life back to that race. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like I took I took a little bit of liberties with it. Like, oh, this would be cool to that's see. But also, one, yeah. Penske has said himself that he, like that idea is not out of the realm of possibility. Plus with Indy, or, well, yes, with Indy running the, the road course race, <coughs> um, that's actually like, that's in general a scheduled Saturday race for some reason. It's not a Sunday afternoon race. Mm-hmm. And I think with Xfinity now running that same exact layout, which was also confirmed today, they're running yeah, 14, 14 uh, yeah. turn. So, Grand Prix layout. I, I just think that that adds up. I think NASCAR should try something that will never work, but they should do it anyways. They should do a grid start for the Xfinity race. It'd be an absolute shit show. And I love yeah, it. that would be Mike Harmon takes like eight years to get up to speed. Mike Harmon's finally coming in turn one. He's getting lapped. I feel like at least five cars would stall. We shouldn't yeah. make fun of Mike Harmon. He'll ask us to meet him in the Applebee's, and I just can't yeah. afford that. There's an Applebee's within walking distance to where I'm saying, so square up right now if you want to, Mike Harmon. I'll see you. I'll see your ass here in 14 <laughs> days or some shit. Dude, he'll, he'll literally show up. Be like, I'm going to beat that KJCOS99 pussy's ass in this in this parking lot. He ain't got he ain't got shit. He could probably uh, eat me. That's all I gotta say. Oh my god. Um, okay, so let's finish up real quick. So um yeah, you mentioned speedy cash with front row. So um oh here's here's one that we didn't mention. Fox is officially we pretty much knew this, but Fox officially going to two person booth with Joy and Gordon. That should be fun. Probably a little bit more professional. Um You can't get less professional. <laughs> Oh, trust uh, me, they could always put Rut- uh, Rutledge, sorry, they could always put Michael Walter up there. Um, let's see here, what else we got? Uh, Unifirst is going to sponsor Chase Elliott for three races. I'm sure that they'll also leech on to one of Bowman's 26 unsponsored races. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll um, see. Um, Brennan gone to retire after this year. I thought that year was his last year so this one I, like i swear like half the announcements this week have already been like confirmed and then yeah. now they're like officially getting, like i i swear yeah. i saw that brennan gons was gonna just this is the fourth series. time brennan gon is retired <laughs> in my not in... even that like i knew like i feel like i knew like two months ago that he was yeah. gonna just run the four super speedways and be done with his career but that was just officially announced this week yep yep and um 
Oh, um, um, like, Suarez, well, we did say he is running the 96. He is not running the Clash, um, even though he is an eligible driver because he did win the poll last year at Kentucky. So with the Clash eligibility field being 20 this year, it looks like the actual start grid will only feature 18 because I don't believe Hemrick is going to have a ride either. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Unless uh, yeah, which we had we had a meeting about today actually, and I brought that up. I so now. had heard a rumor, and you probably know that this is false, but I'm still going to say it out loud anyways. That uh, RCR really wants to bring back the 31 again this year. Um, I mean that's probably incorrect, but with who? With with Hemrick? Well, I'm guessing with Hemrick, but. Um, if I'm guessing, he's like someone was like, "There's no one that they could put in that car because he's not going to field a cup car for Kaz Grala. I said he should. I say he should. I like Kaz Grala. I like. And he won at Daytona before. This is a fact, and we only tell facts on this podcast. Another fact is that Miller Lite is going to sponsor Brad Keselowski for one race. I mean, this is almost as insulting, if not more, than just not even being on the car altogether. But I just the number two has always had Miller Lite on. I mean, at or least Miller. it's a big race. It's the Coke it, 600. It, it so doesn't like, feel right. It doesn't. Um, <sighs> it's like Lowe's leaving the 48 and NASCAR all together. It just doesn't Dude, feel right. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure about Penske or Kozlowski's future at Penske. No, I think with that announcement, it's it's kind of the writing's about to be like written. I, I feel more confident that Blaney will stay at Penske because they're both yeah, contract years. And then with Cindric. Money Lion loves him, I guess. And also Tim Sindrick is his father. This is also true. And then, like, with him probably making the Final Four and Xfinity this year? Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, yeah. So, well, well, Silly Season just... Silly Season literally will not end. It's hibernating right now, but it's, it's going to be awake and very violent this year. I can't wait to start talking about what we believe is going to happen in 2021 in four Kyle weeks. Kyle Larson to the fucking five, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, lots of uh, fun things have happened since. I've been listening to a lot of good new music. Had some new Mac Miller drop this uh, past week. I don't know, Kevin, if you've been listening to anything good recently. Um, no, but I found out I actually might be going to my first real concert. Oh, wow. Who are you going to um, see? It's... 98 rock concert at Amelie Arena in April. There's a lot of like smaller rock bands there. Dirty Honey, I'm oh. a huge Dirty Honey fan. I don't know if you've even listened to them. Um, shout out Dirty Honey if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, they kind of sound like Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith a little bit. Oh, hell yeah. I, That's not I really, really my really cup like of tea, but I know a lot of people like that. I really like their songs. Who else is going to be there? Beartooth is going to be there. Um, nice. A lot of like bands with like one or two good songs. I don't know. I've never been. It fits in perfectly in my schedule. I have like pretty much all of April off, so I might as well do stuff yeah. while I can before I go back to school. And yeah. Porter I also today. believe I will be visiting um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway in April. Wow. Okay. That came out of nowhere. I also might be going to the the Detroit Grand Prix and. All right, calm down with the flexes. Only like three flexes. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I guess that's maybe. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anything else you wanna? Um, might go to Auto Club. Oh my God! All right. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
All right. Well, in the meantime, since I'm not going to week with, um, I guess next week, what what are we going to have to talk about? Um, Arca. I know I'll be no, because Arca's. Yeah, well, I'll no. definitely try to fit in an episode after the clash before Daytona 500 because we got to give our rankings. I don't think unless you want to do one right now, like a. Or, oh, or we start time. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we'll we'll start our official picks once the the season starts for the 500. We'll we'll give our clash recap. So our next episode, mm-hmm. we'll hear our clash recap and our 500 predictions. Yeah, we got some we got some fun things on the way. Also, we got an interview with um, our Ryan of the Year it's coming on the podcast soon. So you guys want to definitely check out that episode when that drops. Um, but in the meantime, we will see you guys next week with more nonsense shenanigans. And until then, I've been Anthony. And I've been Kevin. And we'll see you guys then. Love you guys. Bye. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It's your host, Kevin Costello. Joined always by my wonderful partner in crime, Anthony Dietrich. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, uh, just got done uh, eating some pizza. Like I do. Already know. It's that Gatsby. Gatsby was fucking lit. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Good. Great to hear from you. Um, hope we have a good episode. I really hope that ends up in the uh, the outro. Bang, bang, bang. Baby, cock the Glock and then I let it spray. Bust it out the Chevrolet. Going fishing for your bitch today. We drunk in Tampa Bay. And we gon' hit a lick, we gettin' rich today. I got all these horses, how they partner. Run through the crib with a stay like Harry Potter. Go ahead and run the bill, we can get it Mary Poppin'. Since I got Guadi, you just can't tell me nothing. Girl, I'm numb and I ain't feelin' nothing. Why you got a pistol, you ain't killin' nothing. Ring, ring, we got a drop. We finna drop every up. Hey, 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 hop in a Rari. And told that bitch, giddy up. Hey. Baby cock the Glock and then I let it spread Bust it out the Chevrolet Going fishing for your bitch today We drunk in Tampa Bay And we gon' hit a lick, we gettin' rich today Baptized in the Chattahoochee, trailer park coochie, steel toe Gucci's F-150, whip it like a hootie, pull up to the Garth Brooks show for the groupies Shooting ducks, bitch, we don't fuck with ducks, bitch I turned to Tucker and I said Baby cock the Glock and then I let it spray Bust it out the Chevrolet Going fishing for your bitch today We drunk in Tampa Bay And we gon' hit a 